Hello there. So we've come now to the final part of my Indiana Jones review series before The Dial of Destiny is re released next week. So this will be my review of Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Just give my full-blown review here. There's going to be spoilers in this as, a, as there has been for the other Indiana Jones reviews for the previous films that I've already been released. So just be forewarned on that. So right at the gate, this may be a scorching hot take for some people, and this is a massively, massively unpopular opinion, but, you know what, I actually love this movie. I actually do. I know a lot of people have a problem with the, like, CGI gophers in it. I actually thought they were fine. They actually look pretty good. They didn't look distractingly bad or anything like that. You know, a lot of people have, like, the Paramount logo, um dissolving into the little gopher mound and things. <laughs> Some people have a massive problem with that. Don't know. But you know what? It's a bit of goofy comedy. And you know what? George Lucas is actually known for that. I do find it interesting a lot of people talking who have now talked shit and made Kathleen Kennedy everybody's everybody's public enemy number one, especially on YouTube, uh, about um Kathleen Kennedy and yet She's worked with these people for years, like George Lucas, Steven Spielberg. Uh, George Lucas actually handpicked her to to actually run Lucasfilm once once he left and sold it to Disney. And yet, and you know, the funny, funny fucking thing is, a lot of people are like now desperately, desperately wanting George Lucas to retake over. And you're like, oh, like George Lucas, come back, like all these years later, when he's at a much later time in his life, of course, it'll be like, what, late 70s at this point. You're desperate for him to take over, but mark my words, if YouTube and Twitter was around in 1999, these would be the exact same fucking people that would be talking shit and nauseam about George Lucas. They would actually be want him off of Star Wars, want him away from it, and they actually got what they want a few years, years later after the the, the prequel trilogy came. He sold it. He actually gave them what they wanted, and now they're all crying on YouTube and Twitter and things like that. Careful what you wish for, mother fox. That's all I'll say. Careful what you wish for, because I'll say certain things. There's certain moments in this film that are pure George Lucas. They are. They're pure George Lucas. You, you actually know this is George Lucas's style, like the CGI gophers that they all hate so much. Guess what? I bet any money he came up with that, I doubt it was Steven Spielberg. Guess what? Shia LaBeouf swinging through the trees and things like that in this film. Like Tarzan. I bet any money that's a George Lucas thing. <laughs> I bet any fucking money that was George Lucas George Lucas just has that just has that goofy sense of humor and you know I've seen it in interviews before even in interviews about Raiders all these years back when the monkey gives the Heil Hitler signal uh, gives the Heil Hitler, Hitler sign I bet any money if that happened in modern day YouTubers and fucking Twitter would be like fucking goofy swinging stupid all the way back in Raiders they'd do it guaranteed Cast iron, fucking guaranteed. But there you go, just a thought. But no, this movie, I actually do have a lot to love about this movie. And I do have, there's issues with the film. It's not fucking perfect or anything like that. 
but I do actually deep down inside love it and I had fun re-watching it. I do think it has some patient issues around about the middle when, they're, when they go in the tomb and things like that. It, that goes on a little bit. It does go on a, a bit, but other than that, there's actually a lot of stuff to really like about this. And, you know, and there's there's the other scene as well. And there's a scene really early on which actually kind of struck me when I rewatched it when, you know, like Mac, uh, Ray Winston's character, betrays Indy and then he turns around and says, well, well, capitalism pays. Hang on a minute. Hasn't one of the big YouTube and Twitter things been people are having a, a fucking absolute meltdown about that scene when Phoebe Waller-Bridge in the new film, in the trailer for the new film, says, um, says something about capitalism? Oh, wait a minute. It was always there. And guess who was fucking in charge of this franchise at that time? That's right. George Lucas, and George Lucas was always very political as well with Star Wars and things like that, so I'm just saying motherfucks, I'm just saying, so all these people that are saying, oh well, we, we, we now want George Lucas back, if George Lucas actually did take back Lucasfilm, you know they'd all shit on him, but whatever, I've ranted on it long enough, let's get into the review of this movie, as a fun adventure movie, it absolutely fucking satisfies. I know people are saying, oh yeah, Harris of Four, too old, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's an element, you have to suspend disbelief. Of course you do. And they make little references to it. But there's so many good little, fun little moments in this film. And, you know, and, you know, when he meets up with, like, is who turns it to be Sung Mutt Lang, of course, played by Shia LaBeouf, Great little moments as well. That little get on gramps when he's gone on the bike. That's a great little moment in the diner. That feels so old school. And yeah, of course, the the little he survived a nuclear blast by hiding in the fridge. Yeah, that's stupid. But then again, I was thoroughly entertained by the entertain by the opening sequence. So I can live by it. I, I'm one of those people who is if I'm entertained by something and then something stupid happens, I'm just like, yeah, okay, whatever. If it was bored going into this, then I'd be like, uh oh, good. You know, not so much. But you know, I went with it. It doesn't bother me. Just like the Shia LaBeouf uh, swinging through the vines thing again later on in the film. I think it's entertaining. I think it's fun. I liked it. Sounds an awful lot like a George Lucas idea rather than a Steven Spielberg idea. That, but then again, everyone's desperate for George Lucas to take Lucasfilm back now. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. These are the same people that were bitching back about the prequels and bitching about this. So these are the same Lucas raped my childhood people, and now they're turning back. It's like okay, whatever, whatever. But you know, yeah. Speaking of that, Shia LaBeouf, great casting at this time. Came off of Transformers. I think it, the first Transformers came out a year earlier. And, you know, he actually is really good casting here. He actually works pretty well. He actually has that same sort of energy. He's gone on to become a completely different type of actor or whatever. He's now wanting to be one of these serious actors. Sounds like kind of a twat in real life, to be honest. I heard things about him. But, you know, is he a talent? Yes, he's a talent. So, you know, it's one of those things. But, um, you know, I actually think he works pretty well here. He, he actually was good casting into this. Another stuff, uh, other things that work. There's so many good stuff here, like the little diner fight as well. It's brilliant. It's so much fun. Pure Indiana Jones. 
pure Indiana Jones. And I'll say one thing, after this scene, when it goes into the Tomb, tomb Raider stuff, uh, the Tomb Hunting stuff, that's when the film kind of loses a bit of its pace, and that's when I was like, yeah, this is it's slipping a bit. It's, it isn't quite working in the same way it used to do, in that sense. But, you know, you then come to the other stuff, but like once Marion's reintroduced, and she's done wonderfully, and yes, thank God they were actually smart enough just to bring in, like, the original love interest for Indiana Jones and not have, you know, Harrison Ford have somebody like half his age being, being the, especially when he's in his 60s at this fucking point, let's be real. But funny enough, another little funny point when they make uh, the jokes about him, he's like, um, when uh, Mutt says, yeah, you're not bad in a fight. What are you, like, 80? And he's, he was only, like, 65 at this time, but still. And he actually is literally 80 now. Although he would be, like, 70-odd when he filmed this one, the new one. But, you know, that was all really well done. So, good little jokes and things like that. And the humour works really, really well. The scene not that long after, like, the scene when Marion tells Indy that Mutt's his son, he's, he's been, like, sticking up for him, saying, yeah, whatever, if he wants to drop out of school, let him do what he wants to do. And she's like, yeah, his name's Henry. He's like, oh, yeah, that's a good name. Like, Henry Jones III, he's your son. And then he's like, why the hell did you not let him finish school? And then, of course, they're in the quicksand and then, you know, <laughs> they throw the snake out and he's just like, no, 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 no. They get the snake referencing beautifully here. It's just like, yeah, grab the rope. Gary, no, grab the snake. Don't, don't call it a rope. Don't call it a snake, sorry. And he's just like, oh, yeah, grab the rope. <laughs> that was so well done. I, I don't care what anyone says. That's brilliant. Pure indie, pure indie humour. It works, it works well. There's also um, other moments, another moment actually quite early I need to talk about. It's actually quite uh, uh, quite reflective. You know, the moment when, you know, Jim Broadbent's character and they're talking about, you know, how, you know, Denim Inlet had passed away, a, um, don't know when, a, a few years before this film came out, a good few years. Sean Connery was still with us when this film came out, but, you know, he'd retired. And and I know they, w they actually tried to get him back for an appearance in this film, and he was just like, look, I'm just retired. He was fucked off about things that happened with the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen film. And he was just like, look, if there was anything that would bring me back, it would be in the uh, Jones, but no, I, I just don't want to come back. And and that's fair play, you know. And But then that moment when he's like, and he's like, it's been a rough couple of years, you know. First Marcus, and then, you know, then Dad, and then you know the Jim Broadbent character is just like, yeah, we've reached the stage where things are. Life takes things away rather than gives to us, or something like that. I don't can't remember the exact quote, but it's actually really quite poignant. That scene it actually really does hit quite hard, and it's really well done. You know, this isn't the type of thing that you get in a objectively stinkingly awful film you know people that people are starting to turn around and say this is it's like okay fine whatever but you know of course there's there's a great bike chase scene as well i, I, I can't remember if i mentioned that with indian mutt and i actually think the jungle tree scene is fantastic i absolutely love it i have no problem with mutt uh sparring with kate blanchett's character uh doing the 
stuff. I had no problem with doing the swinging in the trees, Tarzan stuff. <laughs> I actually thought it was fun. Don't think the CGI looked terribly bad, to be honest. I actually thought it looked fine more than anything. I actually do think the fight with India and the big Russian, um, the Russian guy, uh, the the big Russian headman or whatever, whatever you want to call him, soldier, was great. And of course, you've got the obligatory gory death that there always is in one of these films when the ants come in and start fill his mouth up. It's so there's always good little horror elements here as well, and especially again, you know, when the ants come in uh, and Indy's just like, yeah, it's big damn ants. It's like Harrison Ford saying, big damn ants. It's cool. Let's be real. And right here we come to the finale, and this is one of the the bugbear I've had for about fifteen years now. When people say there's a lot of people that turn around and say, you know what, I actually was enjoying this film up until the last 10 minutes. And I'm like, okay, why? And it's like, oh, well, because the aliens come in and I just don't think they belong in Indiana Jones. And I'm just like, right, here's the thing, right? If you just flat out dislike this film from beginning to the end, that's fine. That's absolutely okay. I get it. But when you say you were enjoying it until the aliens came in, I was like, it's, it's fairly fucking obvious aliens are going to come into it. I mean, literally. You see, there's a moment about halfway through when Kate Blanchett like, cuts, cuts open an alien skull and it talks about, and they mention crystal skulls and things like that. The actual crystal skull, which is in the title for the fucking film, is literally an alien skull. It's like, how the fuck did you not click? If you if you sat through like an hour and fifty minutes and then you're just like, ah, oh, you know what? That last ten minutes so didn't really didn't really jam with me. I, I didn't I didn't like aliens being in it. It's like it was fucking obvious. Stevie fucking wonder could see there was aliens coming at this. And I'm not saying you're wrong if you don't like this film flat out. Look, the people who I actually kind of get with are the people who are like, like I just don't like it. And I'm like, yeah, that's okay. But the people who said, yeah, I enjoyed it until the end. What? And then, and then, I've I've always had a bugbear with this because then you've got people like, oh well, you know, aliens don't belong in Indiana Jones, but it's it's okay for like melting faces to 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 exist in this universe, or you know, voodoo and things like that to exist here, or for you know, exactly people that, that hate this film but big up Temple of Doom, and I like Temple of Doom. But I've got my issues with that film. I actually think that film has major pacing issues in the middle. Like, way more than this does. I actually, like I said, unpopular opinion, I like this film better than Temple of Doom. But, you know. And then, of course, you've got a lot of the stuff like, like that happens in Last Crusade. And you're just like, yeah, aliens, that's where I draw the line, like. And you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's not... Look... Speaking of Temple of Doom, this franchise, right from the get-go, has said that anything goes, pun intended. So, you know, this is why I don't really get why people have a problem with that. If the aliens are the breaking point, it's like, okay, okay, fine. But, um, yeah, 
whatever, whatever. It is what it is, I suppose, motherfuckers. But, um, yeah, and of course, I do think this film has a wonderful ending as well. You've got the uh, indie getting married to Marion. This is this this is a franchise that's honestly had two brilliant endings in many ways. With the with the riding off into sunset in Last Crusade, and then Indy getting married to Marion, and then it's a wonderful moment. And of course, the other thing as well, I do love the moment when the hat blows down as well, and it's like Shia LaBeouf's about to pick it up, and Indy's just like, nah, he just picks up and goes on. He does not need replaced. And I'll tell you one thing, I don't want anyone replacing Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. I do think they've done this wonderfully. I think they've done this perfectly here. So I really hope nobody replaces him. And I don't care if it's a male, female, whatever. And at the time, you know, as well, Shia LaBeouf was like the big hot actor and things like that because he's like making tons of money on the films he was in, like this and Transformers and things. You know, no, I'm just like, no. This is why I'm kind of cool if Dial of Destiny bombs. I'm actually kind of cool with it because it might stop Disney or Lucasfilm or anyone's thinking, you know what, we'll carry this on without Harrison. I'm just like, nah, don't. Don't. Just fucking don't. Nah, no, even if this bombs, a few years down the line, they'll try and re reinvigorate it. They will. You know, and even Harrison himself has said in his own... The way that he goes about it, he just says, "Yeah, I'll come back and haunt anyone who tries to do this." <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, so you know, just don't. This is one of those. I I hope I love it. I hope I have a great time seeing it. But even if I absolutely love this film, I think it's the most amazing film on earth. I don't think it's one of the most amazing film on earth, but it is the film that I'm most looking forward to seeing this year. This is one of those times when something that I hope that I love ends up bombing so they don't fucking bastardise it. And I don't think they bastardised it with Kings of the Crystal Skull. I actually do really enjoy this film. Maybe I'm in the minority, motherfucks. Maybe I am. Quite often I am. I mean, like, I didn't like Into the Spider-Verse or Across the Spider-Verse or whatever the fuck that thing was called. So, you know, who knows, motherfucks? Who knows? But, you know, even 15 years later... I'll still stick up for this film. I'm still a fan of it. I still love it. It has some flaws, but some of the flaws that other people complain about, not so much for me. But there you have it. That's my take. That's it. It's been so much fun reviewing all the Indiana Jones films. I'm scheduled. I've got a, a booked in to see it at IMAX next Saturday afternoon. So once I do that, I'll do a non-spoiler review of Dial of Destiny next Sunday, probably. It's uh, because I'll be out all day on Saturday if I if, uh, if I'm able to go on that. So I've got everything scheduled. So all being well. Hopefully I'll get to see it next Saturday, get a review it next Sunday. And this is also partly not just an Indiana Jones review series, but it's also Harrison Ford Appreciation Month. So we'll get a review out for The Fugitive in some time in the next week, once I get the chance to rewatch it. So thank you ever so much for taking the time to listen. And uh, I've loved talking about these movies because I absolutely fucking love them. So there you go. Thank you if you've taken the time to listen. I do appreciate that, and goodbye.